Good morning and welcome to the Investing News Network. I'm Vivian Deniz. Speaking with me today is Chris Berry, founder and president of House Mountain Partners, an analyst firm for the mining sector. Chris, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Chris, today I was looking to talk about energy metals and the commodity cycle, mm -hmm. which is something we've been hearing a lot about in today's markets, about the commodity super cycle and where exactly we might be sitting on this cycle. Could sure. you elaborate a little bit on that? Sure. You know, there's been quite a bit of ink spilled recently about the commodity super cycle and the fact that it's over. This uh, huge growth phenomenon ignited by China um, is is done. It's dead. I, I personally disagree with that. Um, I do think that the commodity super cycle is taking a breather or a pause. Um, the super cycle that we have known of and, and been accustomed to over the last, again, 10, 15, 20 years has been infrastructure based and infrastructure focused and we see uh, the commodity super cycle continuing but being more focused on the consumer. On the consumer? Yeah. Does it also have an effect on, say, different commodities? Are different commodities experiencing different points in this cycle or is it everybody up in well, one swing? You know, I think every, everything is, is under pressure right now for a number of different reasons. But, you know, uh, one of the reasons why I, I like the energy metals space, as I call them, is because our central investment thesis is that no middle class has ever sustained itself or grown without access to cheap and reliable energy. And so we focus on those energy metals that make that happen, like the lithiums and the uraniums of the world. And so, yes, everything's under pressure, but you're, and the reason, in, in a nutshell, is you're seeing a lot of, you know, very deflationary, meaning pushing prices down type of forces right now. But it, it's only temporary, and we think that longer term, these energy metals are, the, are a good place to be because the super cycle will continue. You mentioned the deflationary cycle, and that's another thing that we're hearing a lot about with these markets. What does that mean for the commodity markets exactly? Well, typically, you know, deflation is a, is a, it's a phenomenon, it's an economic phenomenon, and it's got central bankers all over the world very worried right now. Chairman Bernanke in the United States, the Japanese, the Europeans, they're fighting deflation. So, you know, with respect to what it means for commodities, it's, it's bad because it implies uh, low and falling demand, and of course, you know, what you want, you want some inflation in, the, in an economy, pardon me, because um, of what it does to wages. It pushes up wages and then again, it increases quality of life and the standard of living in a given economy. So you're, you're seeing bond yields that are falling, you're seeing commodity prices under pressure, you're seeing a lot of different metrics that when you look at them, they, they don't just indicate deflation, they're actually screaming it right now. So I think that, that means that the sort of the funk or the malaise that we're in in the commodity world right now is, is going to continue for a little while longer until central bankers can can halt the deflationary slide. So we've been hearing a lot of numbers throwing out about when this is exactly going to be and when we're seeing the bottom, when we're going to see the return to, I guess, better times. Mm -hmm. Do you have an idea or a guess when you expect a turnaround? You know, a lot of people are asking that question at the conference and I think that we're going to continue in our current sort of malaise, if you will, for the next 24 months. You know, I don't have some sort of scientific algorithm that tells me it's 24 months. I've heard other people at the conference saying it could be three to five years of, of this. Uh, I just think that there's there's a lot of uh, a real slack in demand out there globally. And, and until you see that start to pick up, until you see unemployment start to fall, you know, in the Eurozone, in the United States, and in other parts of the world, um, 
I just don't see inflation being the problem. I see deflation being the problem. So, and it's going to take a long time, potentially, for economies to sort of delever and work themselves out of this funk. Well, with three to five years as other options, I think uh, I think it'll take 24 months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you are here at the conference talking about energy metals. Can you tell us a little bit more about why this is an interesting space to be in? Sure. You know, again, it sort of goes back to the that central investing thesis that I mentioned about middle class and middle class growth. Obviously, like we just chatted about, you know, we're we're believers in the super cycle, and that is is predicated, if you will, on on striving for a higher quality of life. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that has emanated from the brick economies, but you can look at other parts of the world, like uh, Indonesia or Colombia, for example. They have great demographic profiles and a middle class that is burgeoning and, and indicating increasing demand going forward. So with respect to energy metals, again, we just think that the access to reliable and affordable energy is key to any middle class lifestyle, not just sustaining itself, but also growing. And so, you know, we, we think that this idea of convergence, meaning uh, lifestyles converging between how we live here in the West and the quality of life that we enjoy and the quality of life in a country like China, for example, converging, that will require ample amounts of, again, you know, take your pick, lithium, uranium, vanadium, so on and so forth. And, you know, to be fair and to be clear, they all have their own supply and demand profiles and nothing's ever linear, right? Nothing, no tree grows to the sky, I think is, is the phrase. Uh, but generally speaking, we think that the, the energy metals thesis implies steady commodity demand going forward. Are there any factors that are potentially hindering this growth in these markets? Well, right now, again, deflation is is the biggest worry. Um, That's one of the things that I talked about in my presentation Mm -hmm. here yesterday. And and just looking for signals, inflationary signals in various economies, and you just don't see them right now. That's that's the number one uh, challenge. You know, one of the other things I think keeping a lid, if you will, on energy metals growth and excitement is there's a lot of bad press out there, negative press about uh, green technology and green energy and you know you can look at some let's face it, some extremely notable failures like a123 with their nanophosphate batteries or Fisker you know that lose about five hundred thousand dollars on every car they sell um, and these are these are taxpayer funded uh, ventures if you will but I think it's important to keep in mind that there is a tremendous amount of intellectual capital you know scientists and also financial capital going into researching sustainability and, and next generation mm-hmm. technologies. Universities here in Canada like Simon Fraser, the University of Waterloo have tremendous amounts of capital focused on these next generation sustainability solutions and those again will require energy metals in, in various various amounts. And definitely the demand as you were saying with this convergence idea, the demand is growing for I guess a more equal share of that that market. Yeah, it is. So there are positive things going on out there. I really think there are. It's just a question of timing and you know you can't deny what's happening in the, the economy right now and in the commodity markets. I mean it's a fact of life. I mean the, the, the demand just isn't there. It's not what it was in say 2007, 2008. You know China was growing at 10, 10 and a half percent. Now it's growing at let's just say seven and a half percent and arguably maybe a little bit lower than that depending upon the statistics you look at. So. You know, it's a long-term phenomenon, and that's our, our long-term thesis. And we just we look right now for those deposits, uh, depending upon the metal we're talking about, those deposits in reliable geopolitical jurisdictions that you know have experienced management and, and very strong balance sheets.